Welcome back to another episode of Let's Chat Podcast, y'all. I am your host, Jojo. And I'm Dyra. Ooh. Ooh. Hi. What's poppin', y'all? What's poppin'? Um, it is real life hot. So, so we went to Preciosa night. That was, what, last weekend? I can't keep up with all the weeks. We didn't talk about it yet. Okay. We didn't talk about it yet. Because um, we recorded like the day before we went. Okay. Um, but we saw so many people. Like, I think that's the most people that I've seen all in one night. Like, we saw a lot of people in L.A., but I feel like at Preciosa Night in Brooklyn, we saw, like, a lot, lot more people. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to everybody that came and said hi. Yeah. It was so much, like, excitement mm-hmm. um, and, like, positive just vibes and energy. And I feel like it was so much, like, people showed us so much gratitude. Yeah. And it was, like, really, really nice. Yeah. And I feel like at the moment... I didn't realize, I didn't put two and two together when it comes to people who comment and DM us. Just because it's like it was just like a lot. And then then looking back at it, I'm like, oh, I remember them. Like I remember their picture. Like I remember their Instagram picture and things like that. Um I ain't gonna stunt. She's way more active on social on our social media than yeah. I am. Mm-hmm. So I'd be wondering if they if they're like who posted this or like who's responding. Because we don't You don't really know. We don't yeah. specify, but just mm-hmm. know about 98% of the time it's Dyra. <laughs> like, she has the app. I don't know why I, she, no, she don't engage. <laughs> but you I don't try, even do that on your own I social do. media though. Yeah, I don't I don't yeah, exactly. Like I'm not even that um like involved Active. in my own uh-huh. platforms, but yeah. you know, I pop in every once in a while, you know. Sometimes I read the messages and I might be the one responding. Mm-hmm. Um same thing with the emails, but we haven't done emails in a little bit, so. Oh yeah, that's that's a story for another day. It's all still a work in progress. Yeah, but it was it's like our Patreon that we're going we're gonna go back to. Yeah. It's just summertime, and we're doing so many things at once and pride. So we want to make sure that we're giving you guys like a hundred percent and not like half half asking things, which is why we haven't opened it up yet. But we will. Wait until it gets a little, like, you know, a little colder, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> when we stuck inside. Got and nothing got to inter- And got to entertain ourselves. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. But, like, I'm just trying to really enjoy summer because we don't have it that long. Yeah. Like, it's like, I feel like I'm always in between, like, oh, let's save money and, like, let's stay in. And then as soon as people invite you somewhere, I'm like, She's oh, I'm like, down. let's go. I'm down. Because it's like, like I said, next thing you know, it's going to be fucking freezing and we're going to be home and not want to go out because it's too cold to go out. And, yeah, it's just I have not to, it. like, I have to ask her before planning anything because I feel like there's always something going on. And she don't write things in her calendar. I don't because I'd be like, I don't got nothing going on anyway. Like when that day comes, she'll tell me. And then no. and then when it when it's getting closer to that time or like somebody asked me to do something, I'm like, hold up, babe, we got anything that weekend? But I get but it gets confusing at times too because it's like there's something every weekend. And That's why like, you gotta write it in your calendar. 
We're gonna have to like sync calendars or something. I thought we were doing that already. That's why I be I look we do be looking, and I'm like, oh, never mind. So like the next couple things that come up in July, I actually had to put it in. Oh, and I was like, all right, but I don't understand why we don't sync calendars already. I thought that was already a thing. I don't know. I gotta figure it out. We haven't been to the beach once yet. We haven't because we've just been so busy, busy (laughs) partying. But it's also like. During the week, we can't go because I work. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's really just the weekends. And that's so crazy. Which is honestly, I think the weekdays are the best time to go it anyway really because is. it's not that. So for people who live like but, right by the beach, you got to take advantage of that. Yeah. But for people who live right by the beach, they're so used to it that they're like, whatever. But And it's we, been very rainy on weekends. Like and we yes. have off the weekends. And of course, the weekends are like, oh, chances of showers, thunderstorms, yeah. like. But then it's like, I heard that it's only going to get even hotter. And I feel like at that point, the beach isn't enjoyable. Yeah. Like you have to go to a pool. Yeah. Because it's like too hot to be there. You're like low-key suffocating. But I need a tan. I'm too pale. You'll get a tan day. But yeah, it was really nice to see so many people at Preciosa Night who said hi. Like, we really began so gassed. So. Thank you. Yeah. All know was a really cool event, too, if you haven't been. It was um, lit. Yeah, to any of the precious. We were there early and we left a little bit early. I think it ended at four. We left at like two. Um, but they were lit. Two is the is like (laughs) two is not I mean it's earlier than the time it it was supposed to be there, but two is standard. Yeah, I mean that's That's the time the the time the clubs is closing. That's that's when the club closes. So I'm like, what you mean? Like I really thought it was it ended at two and then I hear that it ends at four. I said, Oh no. I'm tired. Like, I'm a tired mm-hmm. girl. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Anything else? All right, so let's get into today's episode. What are we talking about? Okay, so today's episode, I wanted to chat a little bit. I feel like um, we've mentioned, you know, breakup and shit. And we actually had one of our very few episodes where we talked about life after heartbreak. And just kind of, you know, gave a little bit into our experience with, like our first heartbreak and shit and how we you know pretty much like moved through it um and i think i remember last episode we had mentioned something and basically i had i remember saying that the summertime come rolling around and like when the weather breaks it seems like people be single and ready to mingle like knocking out of relationships and shit and um recently i mean it's a little late now but Recently, you know, we've been catching up with some of our YouTube influencers and it's everybody's like breaking up. So I'm like, yo, what the hell? Like we were just talking about this. Like, what the fuck is going on? Like, it's just crazy. Um, She want to talk about change. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Um, So we have mentioned some of the influencers that we follow, you know, um, queer influencers, lesbians and shit, um, Easy and Natalie being one of them, mm-hmm. which it just came out that they're broken up. Yeah, but, like, I wonder how official it is. And, like, if you don't know these people, maybe we'll, like, include their YouTube or their picture. We'll see because JoJo be doing the YouTube editing. <laughs> yeah. um, but Easy and Natalie are this que- uh, queer black couple, and they've been dating for so long and they started off as friends right they were best friends yeah yeah 
I don't know 100% of their story because I haven't been following them since the beginning. But apparently, Natalie was, like, straight before she met Easy. Mm-hmm. And they were friends. And then, I guess, like, you know, they fell for each other. And they, they've they been on YouTube and Doing everywhere. Doing damn thing. Yeah, like, they're everywhere. Yeah. Like, millions of followers type shit. Yeah. And they're popping. And um, the other day, I was like, damn, I haven't seen their YouTube videos in a while. Yeah. It was like two months since they posted a YouTube video. Like the last one that they posted, they went to Malaysia, I think. I don't know. It looked like Bora Bora. I don't know. It looked somewhere nice. Super nice, super fancy. And that was like the last time. Yeah. And then Easy put up a video saying that like they broke up, but like kind of like they're on a break. Yeah. They be catching, they be catching us with the like titles. What is that called? Easy um, always does that. Yeah. And that's how they get you, suck you in. You're like, hold up. Uh-huh. Let me it, see real quick. It's called clickbait. Yeah. When you say some wild shit so yeah. like people can like click on it. But I didn't think it was legit. One, I'm like, okay, they ain't posting a little bit, but let's mm-hmm. be real. Like, I mean, that's their, they make big money doing that shit. Where big if money. we don't post for a while, we ain't mission nothing. But, but still, I'm like, oh, you know, life happens. Like people just, people get you busy. know. Yeah, people get busy. Especially since they do so much now. Right. So I didn't think nothing of it. And then when I seen that, I was like, nah. I feel because I feel like that's been clickbait before for them. Right. So I was like, man, they gassing. Um, but I did watch it and I was like, oh, but it was, it, you know, from the video at least that I watched, it was that they're on a break, kind of like they're broken up. But I don't know how much of a, you know, if it's an official mm-hmm. breakup or like we kind of just need space to, you know, give back to themselves type thing. Right. Um. Another couple that has recently broken up, which I was like a little shocked tragic, about it. So tragic. Um, is Cass and Carly. Yeah. So to give you guys another recap of them, there are they are a Latina queer couple or used to be. And they were in a throuple. Yeah, they were like YouTube's like so it was two guys. It was two girls and one guy. Yeah. And they had like a big YouTube channel. They had a big TikTok. And like people yeah. love them. They they look popping. And you don't see throuples. No. It's like you just don't see that. Like, what is that? Right. Mm-hmm. And it was like, um, Cass was married to the man mm-hmm. for 10 years. And then Carly came in as like the third. And then she was like their girlfriend. Mm-hmm. I think they proposed to her at once. I don't remember. It was it was a lot going on. I a lot going don't, on. Don't take us at our word. But. Yeah. So that was like, that's like a little recap. But but then okay. So then the, they broke up with the guy, mm-hmm. got a divorce. So the guy left, and they be, they stood together. Right. And they had they started their own channel. Just the two girls. Um. And again, and, they were popping. They were serving, giving you know, doing their thing. Right. And. And we met Cass in LA, and she was super cool. She said, "Oh, I'm yeah, from she's, Jersey." She's cool as fuck. I was like, "Oh, wow, that's cool. Small yeah. world." And I feel like everybody's from Jersey. That's in Cali. <laughs> Sometimes I really have to shut up because when I be drinking, I be so nice. I'm like, "Girl, where's Carly? Where's Carly?" And I honestly don't even remember what she said. But then after I saw that they broke up, I was like, "Ooh." <laughs> I should have never Ooh, asked I her. I said, "Where is Carly?" I don't even ask those questions. She like, doesn't. if I don't see your partner here, then that's none of my business because I I know what it is to be asked that question and salty as fuck. Like, bitch. Mm. I don't know. I mean, I literally was just like, it's just so normal. Like, I didn't see them breaking up, but then at the same time, you don't know 
anything yeah. of what people post online. And there were another big couple who posted a lot of like YouTube, sometimes clickbait stuff, things yeah. like that. So that there are people that we like watch occasionally. And then that was another couple that I was like, damn, I haven't seen them post in a while. Yeah, because they were very active. Um, well, yeah, they they apparently we actually watched um, their video on basically talking about their whole breakup scenario as well. And it was just like another thing of, um, you know, one not, um, I guess, fulfilling the type of life that they wanted. And it was a lot. But I think most of these breakups come down to like, you know, yourself. Yeah, I mean, I saw the video of their breakup and it just seemed like Carly was like not um not okay with like their lifestyle. But I'm not 100% sure like what she meant by that, but it was just kind of like a she was living in Cassie's world. Cass Cassie? Cassie's Cassandra, world. Yeah. Um and kind of just getting lost in that and not really maybe worrying about like what she wants i don't know i just remember her saying that she didn't feel like the main character in her own story anymore mm-hmm. and that you know she was having a hard time navigating through her own um like version of what a you know successful career was looking like for her um mm-hmm. so which i get it i feel like you know in relationships when you become when you when you're when you have a partner and try to make everything one, I feel like sometimes one can always take the lead more and you just kind of go with it. Um, mm-hmm. And it's no secret that we all lose ourselves in a partnership. Um, so, you know, sometimes I think it's necessary to kind of take that space and find yourself. Yeah. Um, so they did break up again. Don't know if like it's a future thing of we'll get back together but you know all in all we wish them the best it sucks because i feel like you be rooting for these people and then you see like this side and then you're like wait what do you mean like you guys look like you were happy but i think like that's the false narrative is that it's easy to make it look like you're happy on camera you know and you you essentially get to paint that picture of Mm -hmm. like to the world like this is what in all actuality no matter how much they show you it's still limited you know there's still a limitation on it we don't see everything and i think like that's one of the things that got me about um like public like social media relationships is like i'm here for it i love it i have like i said there's couples that i've been involved in like watching Mm -hmm. And I'm, like, rooting for them. Like, oh, my God, y'all so cute. And then it's, like, such a surprise when they actually break up. But I'm just, like, I mean, it happens. You that's know? life. Yeah, like, it happens. It's, mm-hmm. it is it is what it is. And I think that's one of the things I always, I've always mentioned to her is, like, damn, like, not that I'm wishing for it. Not that I expect us to break up. But it's just, like, nobody really expects that, you know? Mm-hmm. Nobody really plans, like, oh, I'm going to break up. Like, you know, sometimes it just happens mm-hmm. and I, not that i wonder but sometimes i think like damn what would that look like for us um in terms of like our platform and our platform isn't isn't even as big as like yeah those youtubers and shit but yeah you know. it's it's scary because i feel like um to put your relationship out there in the world like sometimes i think about that too and then i'm like I don't know if I could, like, let's say we were to break up. 
Mm-hmm. I don't know if I could date normally again because it's like I don't know who really know. Yeah. I don't know who's seen my videos and who's heard the podcast and who like is a supporter. But then it's like it could get a little like weird mm-hmm. when it comes to romantic relationships because it's like you know way too much about me and I don't know yeah. nothing about you. Right. So, so they kind of got the one up. Yeah. So it's just like I don't know. It's like it's interesting. Um. But I mean, people do it. People be putting relationship after relationship on the internet. That's their yeah, shit. I can't. I don't think I could do that. <laughs> I think one there's time other couple enough. just broke up. It was a gay couple. It was two guys. Oh my god! I what is it about called? Them. Nikki P- and Pierre. Pierre. Pierre and Nikki. Or I Nikki. only know Pierre's name. <laughs> yeah. So they were. They're super cute, and they have Hello millions cute. of followers. Like they look. They're supermodels. Mm-hmm. Like literally supermodels. Like perfect. And they were together for years. And they were like married. I didn't even they know were that married. they were married. Yeah, they were married and they just got a, That's a, a divorce. That's the big oof. And I'm telling you, like all their videos are like mad cute. And I was like, what? You guys broke up? Like, why? But I also think that it puts a strain on your relationship too because it's just like. That's what they were when saying. When you get so involved in the social media aspect of it and mm-hmm. like wanting to give that content to your following. Um I feel like it can get in the way and it can it can definitely blur lines within a relationship. Because sure. now everything just feels like businessy, you mm-hmm. know? Everything's just the brand. Like your yeah. relationship becomes a brand. Literally, that's what they said. Yeah. That their relationship became a brand and it was like And I feel like one sometimes one over the other gets a little bit more involved and obsessed with the idea of that brand mm-hmm. and like upholding the, you know, the expectations yeah yeah um, and then money gets involved which is also complicated yeah because it's like if this is your job and you take your job seriously it's like girl we doing this damn video <laughs> yeah we're making this money like you know and if someone else is just like i'm not in the mood i don't feel like doing it or i don't want to do it then it gets complicated because now you guys are like co-workers yeah and like with the with this podcast i mean we're not making that much money but we make some money here and there with ads and it could be it could be a lot. Yeah. Because we got to be on the same page and, like, we have to, like, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. I mean, it's, like, everything in one, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you want to build together and have this, like, you know, this partnership in a business aspect, too. But then it's just, like, when it's so close to home, you know? If we're not on this, like you said, if we're not on the same page and, like, we're not... Mm-hmm. balanced then how do we perform yeah well in like terms of this because mm-hmm. you know there's times where we're we a little annoyed you yeah know, or one's feeling it another isn't or it's just just some imbalance mm-hmm. um so then to have to sit in front of a camera and be like all right mm-hmm. and you know what's so crazy about this like i work in influencer marketing and like sometimes brands make you redo videos mm-hmm. So if so for Pierre and Nikki, they would do a lot of like lovey dovey videos. Imagine having to redo that all the time. That's it's fake. It's not authentic. Like yeah. no, like I would be like, well, that's it. You get one shot, and if you don't like it, then we're not doing it yeah. because then now now you're forcing this like lovey dovey thing, and it's like it's already weird. Then now it's awkward yeah. and it's weird. And it was fun and funny the first time, and now we gotta do it a second time or a third time. Yeah, come on now. And if like, you got to do that shit all the time at that point, I would be in my head like, is this is this legit or is this just like... For the camera. For the camera. Like, uh-huh. Yeah. 
Yeah. So I want my lovey-dovey off camera too. Like That's the thing. Yeah. (laughs) So it's like finesse when it's just like, why are you doing the most? Oh, Uh because the camera's here. Because the camera's are here. Yeah. Yeah. But enough of the the breakup jewels. I mean, not enough of the breakup because we're still talking about breakup. Um, But... Today's episode, I kind of just wanted to get into, um, you know, the good things that come from a breakup. And that's, I feel like that's, this is necessary to hear because like lesbian breakups are so tough and like so like heartbreaking and I truly don't know why. I think it's because it's almost like losing your best friend. That's like true. again, I think as 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 women like are connection and our ability to bond is so strong that you know when it comes to the end like you never really know how to like end it you Mm -hmm. don't really envision an ending Mm -hmm. when it's happening you're like look like what does life look like without this Mm -hmm. it just seems really hard yeah so I mean we know it hurts it's devastating and you don't think you'll ever get through it but look at your analysis you made it mm-hmm. here you are it's literally like a roller roller coaster because mm-hmm. i feel like in the beginning you you could be two different type of people like i heard that when guys for straight couples for guys like when they go through a breakup they be like whatever yeah. Like right after the breakup, they're like whatever, but then it hits them afterwards. Mm-hmm. And with women, it's the opposite. With 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 women, it hits them like right during the breakup, and then afterwards they're good. So it's like they go through this low, but once you know they get through that, then they're like on this. Yeah, they're ready to take on the world. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, you go through a fucking. I know, like. I went through a boatload of emotions. Like, you're sad, you're angry, like, you're like, you know what, fuck them. Like, it don't even matter. So you, like, start hyping yourself up. Like, I'm about to do all these things. Like, I'm about to, and then it's just, a rope, like, it just comes back around. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, you don't know what it's going to be when you wake up, you know. But, I mean, all you can do is push through. Mm-hmm. That's really it. Right. So, um... I was telling her that while I was looking some shit up, I came across this article and what is this guy's name? Mark, Mark Manson, who's the author of that book called um, The Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Yeah, I have that book. Yeah. I don't remember. I remember reading it because it was like the popular like book of the, mm-hmm. I don't know, of the that time. time mm-hmm. Yeah, that time frame. And, you know, everybody want to know how to not give a fuck. Um I don't really remember how that book went, but it was, it was decent. Mm -hmm. Um, But he actually has like a whole website full of all types of articles. Like, you know, the the one that I read that I'm about to bring up is um, uh, how to know like whether to stick it out in a relationship or like break up with someone. And I feel like that's like a big thing for people is like, you know, obviously it's natural that when you're in like a shit space with your partner, you're just like, you know, this, this, this must be the end. Like, I don't want it to be, but at this point it just, it almost feels impossible to move forward and like, just see it through. Mm-hmm. But I really think that that depends on how you deal with um, your, you know, the differences and whatever it is that you're fighting about. Um, and then some people just don't care. Like, 
they're just like, yeah, I'm off this. Like, I'm not about to do this every time. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why I be saying healthy is hard. It's hard, but it's not impossible. So what did you learn about, like, when do you know it's the end? I See, but it's never like you just know it's the end. It's really just about, like, navigating through it. I, like that's what I took from it. Mm-hmm. So he had a couple like contents, like um, it's a table of contents where you can like click on the certain paragraph that you wanted to read. And the first one was identifying the real problem, like what is the real problem that you guys are having, um, and really like going through the breakdown. Mm-hmm. Is it, oops, is it like something you could actually work through that you guys just need to have an understanding for it to no longer be a problem? Like sometimes it's really, it's a problem with ourselves. And we just have to identify what it is instead of just thinking like, oh, this is like end all be all, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, the second one was the, uh, communicating the problem in a healthy way. Mm-hmm. So we actually recently did this. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to put this on glass. <laughs> we actually recently did this where, um, you know, sometimes when we get into disagreements or arguments, um, I guess I try to be vocal initially because I don't like the idea of like un- like unsettled issues, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, which is which I've told her before. Like I was never like that. Like I would be the one who would just be like, "All right, I'm not about to talk about this right now. Like it's whatever." Um, and I'm not like that with her. I like want to get into it and find like a happy medium because I don't want our house to be imbalanced. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's more so on the I need space. Like, I kind of don't want to have this conversation right now. I need to, like, just... It's just not the right time for me. Um, so I gave her that space, and I was, like, melting. <laughs> <laughs> I was on, like, emotional overload, and I was like, I don't know what the f- to do because it's like, again, I don't want to interrupt her space if it's not her time. But it's like also almost not fair to me because I have to bite the bullet. So, you know, I took it upon myself to record a a voice memo because I don't, I don't want to type a long ass message. I feel like a lot of things can be like misunderstood and redirected. I hate long text. Yeah. And it's just like, if they really don't care to fucking read it, then it's just like, you spent all that time doing that for what? Mm -hmm. So I actually recorded a voice, a voice memo. um, And I had sent it to her and I was like, you know, if, you know, I don't know where you're at right now, I want to give you as much space as you need, but I also don't want to be stuck in my suffering. So I sent her that and I was mm-hmm. like, listen to this when you're ready. And then when you want to talk about it, we can talk about it. But at the very least, at least I got it off my chest. Mm-hmm. Um, and she listened to it and she told me she listened to it. And I was like, okay, like at least you listened to it. Um, and you kind of knew where I was at and where I was standing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it, it, you know, eventually she she did later that day after I sent it to her. She was like, you know, we can talk about it. Um, and honestly, I think I was very proud of us. It was a very good talk. There was no yelling. There was no like I was shade shocked. thrown. I was shocked. Why were you shocked? <laughs> because I didn't know how the conversation was gonna go, and I feel like in previous conversations that we've had, I have told I had told you like I don't like the way you say things. Mm-hmm. Or like it was like it felt like an argument, mm-hmm. and I'm like it. I'm we're having a conversation, mm-hmm. 
And I was just like, this better not go that way because I feel like it's there's too many things to talk about for it to go that way. And if it does go that way, nothing's going to be resolved. Mm-hmm. And we will be here in circles. I can... <laughs> You'll be here in circles. No, no. I, I can understand that. And I think that that's because when we finally talk, mm-hmm. it's, it's like that you know, moment to get the shit off your chest Mm -hmm. because essentially, you know, in the time of the argument or like the disagreement, you're Mm -hmm. just like kind of identifying the problem, but not really because now you're telling, you're saying what the hell was wrong. And Mm -hmm. then you're just like, well, that's, you know, that was my problem with that. Mm -hmm. And then you get the issue when it gets to a point where it's like, you're not comfortable or it's, you, you don't agree with what's being said. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think like that's why I felt like I needed to make that audio mm-hmm. because I knew that when it came to us talking, it was just going to be too much going on and it was going to take away from a like a solution. Mm-hmm. You know, it was going to take away from the actual understanding and like just talking part of it. Mm-hmm. So I think that it helped because I got to get my feelings, you know, off my chest. And what, like, I was holding in so much. And because I was hella emotional about it, too. So mm-hmm. I think, like, I don't like the idea of having to be that emotional because now it takes away, you know? Yeah, that's from, the other thing. Yeah. And, I, you know, when you're being emotional in front of someone, I feel like, and the other person, not that it needs to be reciprocated because people deal with their emotions very differently. Um However, like, for me, if I really, really, like, if it's really heavy on me um, and I start to say the shit in my head out loud, it, it kind of chokes me up. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I've cried in front of her fairly often, not to my liking. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's not much of a crier. So then it's just oh, like. you're a lie. Don't lie. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, you've cried, but I think, like. It's not as much as I feel like I have shown. Mm-hmm. So so now it becomes an insecurity for me. Not not as much, but like in times of my vulnerability, I'm just mm-hmm. like, here I am crying again. And then it's just like, yeah. you know, it's because you kind of feel like you're not being heard or mm-hmm. it's it, like that heavy sense of emotion isn't reciprocated. Yeah. Um, and I didn't want to feel like, feel like that. Like you need to reciprocate the same energy. Mm-hmm. But I also didn't want like, the fact that I'm feeling so much mm-hmm. to be dismissed. Yeah. Because I think it's very easy for me to think that she's being dismissive mm-hmm. because she's not reciprocating the energy. But again, that's what the audio did for me. It was just like, I can be vulnerable and get my emotions out. Mm-hmm. She can listen to it and, you know, have her version of it. Yeah. <clears throat> and also because I feel like you kind of get, when you try to talk at, about everything at once, you get lost. You yeah. don't even remember where you were at, what the topic mm-hmm. of conversation was, because now you brought up the next like mm-hmm. thing that that's been bothering, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think that was the most effective way. Yeah. I think that yeah, I think that was smart. It kind of reminds me of like journaling in a yeah. way. Cause you just kind of put all your feelings out there mm-hmm. and all your thoughts like out there. Did you write like a note? And was like, okay, she said this from like one minute. No, to five I. Minutes, <laughs> five <minutes>, you know. <laughs> no, I didn't. I just mentally, um, like, remembered like, mm-hmm. okay, th- this is the main one I want to talk about. Is the is one of the ones that really 
bothers her. And I want to address it because that in the argument, it's like those weren't my intentions to make you feel that way. Right. So I wanted to address that one first because I was like, we got to talk about that one. Yeah. That one is like important. Um, and then everything else afterwards, it was like, it was like from, from like most important to like least important. Um, but yeah, it was, it was super effective. And I feel like communication is not easy. It's like something that we struggle with still, something that a lot of people struggle with, not even like, like friendships too. It's not just like a partnership it's with your friends, with your family. Like, I feel like everyone has their own way of communicating. Um, and like I said, I, I don't do the long texting. Yeah. It's like, I, I can't. Like, cause then it's like you're reading it and you don't know their tone. You don't know like how they're saying it. So I feel like things get misconstrued through that too. Yeah. So it's just best to do it in person. Yeah. Or like over the phone or something. And even when you think like you've mastered like a communication style with your partner or with a friend, it I feel like it's still always subject to change. Mm-hmm. like it all depends like i think at least for us is like what state we're in the headspace we're in you know mm-hmm. um and wh- like how we want the conversation to go mm-hmm. so i don't want it to ever like when we say we still struggle with communication like everybody still struggles with communication because sometimes we can revert back to the you know unhealthy communication mm-hmm. because we're just you know Sometimes yeah. you kind of lose yourself, but it's always mm-hmm. like a battle. Like it's always, yeah. you know. And I feel like I try to avoid conversations when emotions are high because it's just like, it's too much. Like, I feel like it's like, we need to take a breather because then you say things that you you didn't mean to say. So it's just like, for me, I'd rather just not say anything. Yeah. We know. <laughs> <laughs> But back to the table of contents of this article. Um, number three was, can you live with a compromise? Um, I, if I can remember correctly, when I was reading that portion of the article, it was like, do you feel like you're compromising like values, like big things? And, um, you know, like, obviously, if it feels like a compromise, obviously, you kind of shouldn't. Stick it out, you know, because it's always gonna be an issue, you know, and that comes with like beliefs and core values, like the important things. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're like, there was another thing he mentioned that was called preferences. Like, if you and your partner don't like the same things, you're not compromising at the fact that, like, oh, okay, well, you don't like the same thing, so we can't do the things I want to do. Like, mm-hmm. nah, that's a preference. If you want to eat what you want, that's fine. I can eat what I want. We don't mm-hmm. have to eat the same shit. We don't got to do the same things. It's okay. We can have our differences. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not necessarily compromising. Yeah. Um, and the last topic um, in the table of contents was if you decide to end things. And pretty much it was just giving you the breakdown of what is the best way to do it. One, not breaking up with someone through text message. <laughs> and that was like one of the examples. And I was like, uh, oof, I that is believe, petty. I can't believe people do that. Yeah, but he, when he was talking about it, it was like, a, oh, um, 
Like, you know, sometimes you, if you know people are crazy or you think they might react uh, a certain way, maybe that was the safest bet in that time. That's true. But that isn't always, you know, the best way to do yeah. it. Um, it was like, don't do it in public, do it in yeah. person, but not like in public places, more so like a one-on-one and how to like, you know, stick with it after it happens and, you know... Um, kind of just keep the distance from and, and and less contact or cut all contact at that you know mm-hmm. um it was a real informative article i liked it so i would check it out mark mason y'all mm-hmm. there was a lot more <laughs> shit from him and then i went on to find a ted talk i watched some of it oh i didn't watch I all of it TED- it was like it was like 10 minutes I love yeah TED talks. and it was talking about it was like an article and it added the ted talk okay um it was from Psychology Today. That's where I got it from. So basically, in that article, it was talking about how, like... In the TED Talk? Well, it, the TED Talk was kind of the same thing. Okay. But um, the article was just saying, like, breakups don't have to be. Like, we know that they're devastating, but they don't. They're not end-all, be-all. Like, positive things also come from the end of a relationship so like some of the examples that i kind of jotted down was like giving back to yourself you know when we're in a partnership how we're always involved and worried about our partners trying to do things together you kind of like get your space back Mm -hmm. you know you get a chance to recreate yourself again and be the person that maybe you couldn't be in that relationship Mm -hmm. um another thing is just surrounding yourself with people and being in environments that you couldn't be in before or that you didn't think you wanted to be in, you know, that you start being open, trying new things. Um, you start taking care of yourself, becoming more healthy, getting mm-hmm. involved with um, projects and hobbies. You know, yeah. you you just give back to yourself. Yeah. Um, when people are single, like, they be in their prime. Yeah. They're like, I'm going to do anything and everything. Right. Why? Because you only got to pay for yourself. Right. <laughs> like, it's like, I have a, a really good friend who's single and she's read almost 15 books already this yeah. year she'd be going to the gym every day she'd be eating healthy like she just she she's just living life yeah and she's okay being single i, I think like we know that though like, yeah but like, i don't mean that in a way of like when you're in a relationship you don't do those things right. it's just like when you're single it's like i don't it's like you're you're kind of like selfish because yeah. like i don't gotta worry about nobody but myself yeah. Right. Like, especially if you don't got kids, it's like, I'm on my time. Yeah. Right. You know? I can do it when I want, how mm-hmm. I want, wherever I want, with yeah. who I want. And there's not like a, not that your partner should like stop mm-hmm. you from doing those things. Yeah. Like being in a relationship, you should stop. I think it's just when we get in a relationship, we get comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, And then sometimes the lines, I feel like can get blurred where you're just like, all right, like, yeah. you know, I can't do those things or we're not, since we're not doing it together, like have that individuality. For sure. Yeah, practice that, whether it's just, you know, spending an hour away from each other or getting into activities separately mm-hmm. from one another. Like, um, I think we do our best doing that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just like, what, people really do be in a prime when they single. I'll be like, I'm ready to go. And they're prime. I feel like one of the big things mm-hmm. that people take away from like, oh, um, I'm single now. Like, I need to, I need to work out. 
you know, obviously when you you're single, you're just like I need to get back to like looking right. Fine, but you know? that's a, that's another reason. It's like you and your prime because low key you want to meet somebody. Mm-hmm. So right. It's like you make it. You want to look good. Yeah. You 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 are motivated to look good. So you're right. going to the gym. You're doing these things. You're mm-hmm. trying to put yourself out there. You're going to the bar. You know, you're posting the thirst straps. Yeah. Like you <laughs> you just going straight out into the streets. Mm-hmm. But I think like it don't have to be like bettering yourself and giving back to yourself doesn't essentially have to be, I got to work out. I yeah, got to yeah, get yeah, on no. this, this mm-hmm. grind or whatever. Like, you know, most people, like we said, you know, you want to work out because you want to look fine again. I mean, that's that's fine. You know, go about it in a healthy way. But it doesn't have to be, I got to go to the gym and bang out. Like, take a fucking polo class or like, you know, do, yeah. do a yoga class. Like, there's all different type of activities that that's true. you can get yourself physically involved in mm-hmm. to get to where you want to be. And I think sometimes the whole working out, like, right after you get out of a relationship could be toxic. Mm-hmm. Like I see videos and I even see people like, are you crying right now? Like as you're working out, like, uh-uh, you know? So it's like- Yeah, it's kind of like a barrier. I feel yeah. like it's a burying. Uh-huh. And um, then they be like doing the most, like yeah. truly like overexerting their body sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, something's going on here. Yeah. I feel like anything could be bad if you do too much of it. Yeah. Like even working out, like you could literally like hurt yourself, you know? And while it can be like a- uh you know, some people do lean into it to where it becomes a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Some people just end up falling off of it. Like, it doesn't become it's like a waves. permanent. Right. Yeah. We all go through that. Yeah. Um, but I think one of the best things is definitely getting to know yourself um, mm-hmm. and, and learning things, challenging yourself to learn new things mm-hmm. and experience new things. For sure. Like, saying yes to things that you, didn't, you weren't going to say yes to. Big facts. Mm-hmm. What's one of the things you want to say yes to? What do you mean? Like, if there was something that you think you would say no to, and you're just like, fuck it, I would do it. Don't say skydiving, because I'm not going. That's a hard no for me. You'll never get a yes for that. Why? I want to go skydiving. (laughs) Okay, and I'll meet you at the bottom. Oh, Lord. Don't be boring. (laughs) I just want to be alive. That's it. And after watching Who Killed Sarah, I don't know that I want to parasail either. Okay, so I did the whole parasailing thing once, and it was fun, but I've seen too many scary stuff now that I don't know if I could do it again. Yeah. Like, there was, it was, it was I saw a TikTok, this is so off topic. There was um, a dad and a mom and, like, a little baby, well, not baby, he was, like, a child. The mom and the child went parasailing. The dad is waiting for them down there. It was bad weather. They still went parasailing, don't know why. Tell me why the the weather was so bad. This was recent, right? I don't know. That it was like pulling the mom and the child. And it was like... Yanking the boat. Yanking the boat. So you know what the man in the boat did? He cut it. I would kill him. He literally cut the parasol so they like went flying. And they, they like crash into a bridge or something? They, yeah. And, and oh. I think the mom passed away and the child's in like bad condition. I don't know. But it was some wild so shit. Weird. I mean, like, okay, granted, the weather is bad, who, but like, who, who's running this here? Why are you still doing the parasail if mm-hmm. the weather is bad? Right. Like, we're trusting your judgment. I would have killed him if I was that man. Yeah, I would have killed him. Yeah, that's um, hard. But yeah, that's, back, that's back to, wrong. back to the, to the talk. Oh. So I just wanted to give like the example of what he was saying in a TED talk. Um, if you want to look it up on YouTube and listen to it and need a little bit of, you know, just. 
that that talk with yourself. It's called breakups don't have to leave you broken. And that's big So in a TED talk, I forget the guy's name, but he was saying, make no mistake, relationships are the single most important thing to you in your life. It's the source of all your best memories. It's the source of all your worst memories. When you think about when you think back on your life when you're 95 or 100 years old, you look back over the course of your lifetime. You're not you're not going to think I wish I owned a better phone or I wish I spent more time on the internet. I wish I spent more time at work or sleeping. It's going to be any of, it's not going to be any of those things. It's going to be, I wish I spent more time with the people I love because our relationships build us. They define us, they sustain us, and they can break us too. Mm-hmm. And that's on period. Mm-hmm. I agree. And then the last like quoted thing from the TED talk was by the end of the relationship, you know, you now have the opportunity to thrive. The research backs this up. I don't know how to say that. No, last no. Name. Say it again. You said by the end is by ending the relationship. Oh, sorry. By ending the relationship, you now have the opportunity to thrive. Research backs this up. When people get out of relationships with insufficient self-expansion, they report a range of positive emotions. They're relieved, they're calm, and they're energized, confident, strong, and happy. They also report less loss of self, more positive growth, and more rediscovery of self. Jesus. Uh, In other words, they're recapturing the person they were before the relationship rekindling their interests and refocusing on themselves Mm. that's what i was trying to say with like people who are single that they be in their prime it's like they it's like it's like it's you reinvesting right right it's you it's about you now yeah that's big facts so that's it that's all i have for like you know yeah thriving after a breakup breakups don't have to be broken like the ted talk said yo and we have like this um, breakup playlist that we started and some mm-hmm. like listeners added songs to it. I think it's still linked to our bio. So go ahead and listen to that. Because sometimes you just need it. a good cry and a good, right. like, let me just put the music to, as loud as possible as I'm driving. Even even when like I'm in a good state in my relationship, so I, still, I still play breakup music. Oh my lord. And I'll be like, <laughs> why? I don't know. I don't know. You love drama. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I always, I like a lot of R&B mm-hmm. and like music that gets me in my feels. Yeah. Because it just, it gets me in my feels. Like, yeah. I got my happy shit and I got my thug shit. Uh-huh. But like, I'm always trying to be in my feels. I don't It's just. See, I I know, use, it's a vibe. I feel like I used to do that too. But like, as of recently, I haven't been doing that. Uh, just, I've been she's listening. heavy podcasting, yo. I don't hear her listen to music. In the car, like, she'll play some shit. Usually it's like... I do not play podcasts when you're with me, though. No, but that's what I'm saying. Oh, like, okay. I'll hear you play it throughout the house or, like, oh, yeah, yeah. you know, when you're working Absolutely. out. But, like, in the car, if I'm in the car with you, you'll play music. Yeah, yeah. And usually it's, like, the same whatever's, like, uh-huh. popping at the time or demo or some shit. Yeah. But other than that, like... We yeah. actually, I feel like we don't listen to the same music. Here and there. I be, I really be like, let, let me see what Spotify put me on. Like, I be listening to whatever Spotify puts on. Like, I don't have like a specific playlist yeah, that I started. She's not like, just, let me. Just put me on Spotify. I don't care. Um, or she'll look up an artist and just 
and Spotify will just play all, all the, their shit. Right, all of the music. Um, but it's funny because I feel like, okay, so as a child, when I would be in the car and my mom would be listening to some fucking radio, <laughs> just people talking, I'm like, why are we listening to this? I said, please put some music on. Right. And now I'm like that, where I'm like listening to people. Just chatting. Just talking. But I also feel like I do that because it makes you feel less alone too. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you learn shit. Like it's like you're... It's kind of like you're in the room with them where it's like you're literally just over here in the conversation. And I just be learning so much stuff about like just life, honestly. Yeah. But she also be listening to people talk shit a lot. So <laughs> you like oh. a little drama too, babe. Here and there. Yeah, yeah. of course. Nah, I'm all about the music. I'll walk around all day with my music playing on my phone and I'll be like, mm. Maybe I should start listening to podcasts. It depends. Yes, I I, I saw when every time I see that she's listening to a podcast, I'm like, oh, I know what podcast that is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but I, in the car, I don't fuck around. I'm not here to talk. I'm playing music because I want to sing my fucking Honestly, heart out. sometimes like music will make me fall asleep. So that's why I need to listen to a podcast. Yeah, that's why I can't be in a car with her. Oof. Because she'll be on her phone like, and I'm like, sing it, I babe. Not be sing on my it. Phone. Let's go. And she's like, <laughs> All right, anyways, <laughs> let's go into the family meeting. This episode is mighty long. It's okay. All right. I'll have fun editing. I have a friend, and we've been... Uh, uh-huh. Yeah, are so funny. I have a friend, and we've been going to sleep on the phone, flirting and everything. All our friends noticed, and my family as well, so I told her how I felt, and she told me it wasn't like that, but recently she told me she had feelings, but to... But chose to move on because her family isn't accepting. But she tried to talk to me last year, but now her family is in the in the way. So I'm confused. I don't know what to think. What should I do? The, reading this was extremely difficult. <laughs> I was trying. It was not that bad. Okay. Um. So it, it sounds like she was talking to a girl, mm-hmm. and now the girl. It's kind of like it's giving, she's in the closet. I have, it's giving. I have a straight friend, and she's a, she's actually overly comfortable with me. And you know, it came off to me that she was kind of like you know fucking with me, and I actually ended up liking her. I told her I liked her just for her to tell me that her over friendliness was just her being a friend. But then she also said that her family doesn't event- accept it. Correct. And then eventually to be like, oh well, she did tell me, you know, maybe she could try. But I I feel like. Sometimes that's what it is. Like, what? I get there's it's some what? straight girls that are, like, over-friendly and da 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 And then it's, like, I don't know. You could kind of tell, like, You're you not say gay. it's over-friendly. But I think it's just you care about what people think. And you're, you're low-key gay. Yeah. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. And honestly, you got to leave people and like that. they don't that. even got to be you gay. You got to leave them alone. Sure, maybe you're just like curious, or you mm-hmm. actually just like that person. You know, it it can be like that sometimes, but um, I just think that that's when like those are the people in that state of like what they, you know, what people think is what they care about. So they allow that to dictate what they're willing to experience. Yeah, you gotta leave people like that alone. <clears throat> yeah, because what are you gonna do? Like, try to change their mind and try to like, no. Yeah. Oh, but let you go on and do your thing, and then then they're mad that you're doing it. But you just told me you sat here and told me that you You don't don't even even like me. Yeah, like I tell you what's up, and you like it ain't even like that. Like 
I'm just comfortable around you. You're like, uh, like I, I, I trust you and I, I fuck with our relationship enough to be comfortable around you. Um, but I'm straight. Like, I don't like girls. Yeah. Hmm. It is what it is. But I mean, as far as what you should do, like it really depends on how important the friendship is to you. Um, you know, you expressed your feelings and um, if it wasn't reciprocated, then that's fine. Uh, I mean, I feel like sometimes you can't tell people your feelings with the idea of wanting them, you know, wanting that reciprocation. Sometimes you just got to tell them just to get it off your chest, you know, just so you know, and you can't say you didn't know and whatever comes of it comes of it. So if that, those feelings and thoughts aren't reciprocated, it's just like, all right, I'm not going to take it personal because I also prepared myself to know that it wouldn't be reciprocated. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know why we tell people our feelings and with expectations of like, you know, we could feel it back. Like, nah. Yeah. Sometimes it's really not reciprocated. And you have to be okay with that. That doesn't make that person wrong because they don't feel the same. Um, but all in all, like I said, um, it really depends on the friendship. If the friendship is important for y'all and, like, you know, yeah. it's more um, important to sustain the friendship, then that's mm-hmm. fine. Um, you could take your space being as though you did have feelings for her and tell her, like, let me, you know, <laughs> relieve this shit real quick and then we can get back to where we were. But, um, I think at that point you have to set boundaries so that, you know, it isn't that constant confusion Mm -hmm. of whether or not, like, are you just being the friend, the comfortable friend, or are you actually, like, Mm -hmm. throwing the oop at me? (laughs) Um, Question number two. I've been in the closet for 30 years, and I finally started dating. I've been on several dates, but nothing has happened. Usually, the dates end up feeling like I'm hanging out with a friend. How do I make it feel like a date and not so friendly? Wow. I have never gone out on a date with a girl and thought this was, like, too friendly. But... Right? Because I feel like if you go out... Not all, but I feel like some people will make the effort that when going on a date, I feel like they usually, like, create their their fantasy date. Mm-hmm. You know? And most times, I feel like as females, when we create our fantasy date, it's like super, super romantic. Yeah, like I'm bringing flowers. Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, you bring flowers to your regular friends? <laughs> right. All the time? Nah. Like, not likely. Um, I think it has to do with also just your connection with that person. Yeah. Because maybe a lot of those people were meant to be friends. So that's why it felt like that. So sometimes you really have to like listen to your gut and like, damn, this is someone that I could be cool with. And it's like, maybe it's good that it didn't go further because you guys were just meant to be friends. Yeah. I feel like that sexual connection has also, also has to be there too. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Which is like something that comes naturally. But I feel like... You got to flirt a little too, you know? Like, I don't know. Yeah. What do you think? You got to play the field a little bit, you know? It's kind of like you're a kid again. Uh-huh. I mean, I know some people kind of lose their way and they're like, well, I haven't, you know, dated or whatever in years. Yeah, I lost and my like, mojo. I, yeah. And it's just like, that's your time to like be that. Yeah. Like, are you. And if you make a fool out of yourself, you make a fool out of yourself. You right. Know, you got to just play around and, you know, find your flow when dating. Dating is supposed to be, you know, even though it could be a tragedy, it's supposed to be fun. 
You know, that's where you get to make your mistakes. That's where you get to learn about what do you like and you mm-hmm. don't like. I don't know why we put so much pressure on this idea of dating. You're either going to continue to see this person because they like you and the, you know, the person that you've been showing them, um, or you'll never see them again. And that's, that's okay. If I'm mm-hmm. never going to see you again, then why should I give a fuck about, you know, mm-hmm. how I make myself looking for you right because if you don't fuck with it you don't fuck with it mm-hmm. i also would love to know like um what kind of dynamic is it like is it two fans is it like mass fam like i mean those things don't matter essentially but i feel like it is a thing where it's like when two fans are together it's like who's gonna make the first move it's always like this like battle and that you're fighting internally of like I don't know. I feel like femmes nowadays are bold. Yeah, some some dom femmes are very bold. Mm-hmm. They just grab your face and kiss you. Yeah. Maybe mm-hmm. you just that's maybe that's what you gotta do. No, you gotta ask for consent. Grab my face and kiss me. <laughs> like, consent. do you try to like like hold her hand? Like on our first date, I like um I held her hand, and then her hand was so sweaty. I told her though. I told her. This. I was like, I don't care. Yeah. Right. She's like, it's okay, and I'm like shaking i'm like don't sweat don't sweat it actually wasn't that sweaty they they weren't that bad they weren't they Uh weren't and then the more she kept fucking with it and i was like if you keep fucking with it it's gonna start sweating and sure enough like once you mess with one the other one starts sweating and it was just like over it yeah um yeah i think i was doing like this to your back she was like rubbing my back and i was like (laughs) (laughs) that's what she said her style oh my god <laughs> I was really no, I was really like, oh shit! I think I'm gonna like her. She's touching me. <laughs> I can't. And now, <laughs> shut up, <laughs> shut up. Let's try this again. Last question. I've had the same best friend for over twenty years. I don't like her current partner. If you've never been in this situation, <laughs> you're lying. <laughs> you're fucking lying um she broke up with her for all the right reasons and are now back together how do i continue to be a good best friend even though i don't support her relationship i feel that i respect i feel that i respect that they're back together but i don't need to be accept accepting of it hmm. she respects it but she doesn't have to accept it yeah like, she could be respectful of the relationship, uh-huh. but I don't have to accept, like, you know. That's true. I mean, I would love to know what the drama is with her partner. Like, does she treat does she, does she treat your best friend like shit? Like, because I feel like you got to look at it. You got to look at it in two different ways. Like, it's like, is their partner just, like, not for you? Like, you know how people are, they're like, like, we wouldn't be friends type shit, but mm-hmm. that's your partner, so I don't really don't care. Or are they like a shitty partner to your friend? Because I feel like that's when it's more important. Like, it's like, how do they make your best friend feel? Like, it's like, what do they do? Are they cheating on them? Do they talk to them like shit? Then those things matter. Yeah. And those things really matter. Because it's like, at the end of the day, like, very distasteful. you want the best for your friend, obviously. And yeah. it's like, you don't want to see your friend suffer. You don't want them to be in a shitty relationship. So... I, I would love to know, like, why she doesn't like her, too. Like, I feel like that would help. Yeah, I agree. I think, yeah, you know, knowing 
you know, if that person is treating your your friend like shit, obviously you want to be, um, you're just not going to fuck with them. It's mm-hmm. just like, for what? Like, mm-hmm. you're treating them like that for what? Uh, I've been in situations where I didn't like some of my friends' partners because they were, they, one, Same. it was toxic and they did treat them like shit. Same. Um, I almost fought one of my best friends <laughs> ex-girlfriend um and that bitch was ready to fight me and i was like oh, oh that's lord. what i knew that she was a psycho oh and, lord you know they got back together after that and i was i was butthurt about it um because i was like wow that's crazy this shorty like i was finna fight shorty mm-hmm. because she was wilding mm-hmm. and then it was just like i don't know but i never faulted my best friend for it because at the end of the day you know we go through our shit where it's like we can't help who we love mm-hmm. or who we're attached to or we're not things just aren't clear to us yet you know love is blind yeah so i never faulted her for it i just did what i could to be supportive of her um i never ended up having like a close bond with her partner um even with my other friend the girl outed me and everything and i was like mm. This girl got like this girl oh, don't even Lord. like me like crazy um but you know I wasn't the greatest fan of them but I never wanted to put my friends in a in a situation where it's like they had to choose between their friendship and their relationship mm-hmm. um because I feel like I've been in that situation and I didn't like it and it's very uncomfortable and I guess it's the people pleasing it the people pleaser in me where I feel like you know I can. I can control my emotions and how I feel towards a person and be cordial with them because that's the way I'm going to get my time with my friend, mm-hmm. you know? And I don't want to put my friend in that situation where they have to be like, oh, well, I can't, I can't invite you or I can't have you around because you're, you don't fuck with my partner, you know? Mm-hmm. Like I could put my personal shit for that person being a, not shit aside. Mm-hmm. Um, just don't do the shit in front of me. Um, but, yeah. you know, I'm not going to take away my time and my you know, um, what's the word? I'm just not going to take away my time with my friend away from myself because I don't want to be around your partner. Mm-hmm. That's just not me. Yeah. I got to take what I can get, you know? <clears throat> I feel like you can still be a good friend without supporting the relationship. <laughs> Does that make sense? Like, I feel like it's you and her. Like, you guys are friends. Y'all could still go out and do the things and, and talk on the phone and communicate and still be there for each other. You can be you don't supportive have to, while not you, accepting Right. You don't got to be best friends with her with her partner. Yeah. Like, that's, you, that's your friend. Mm-hmm. You know? I think the best thing that you can do is be there... Um, Obviously, when your friend needs you, when struggling mm-hmm. with that relationship, I don't think like you should be judgmental in a sense of like, well, that's why y'all broke up at the first time, you know, yeah. or that's why I tell you you should leave her or whatever. Like, don't I, keep badgering them and throwing in their face mm-hmm. how they should just fucking leave the person. They I think, know that already. I think that's just the annoying part. Yeah. Like, as someone who's been in this situation, it's like, it, it, you're, you sound like a broken record. Mm-hmm. Like, you literally sound like a broken record because it's like they're going to call you crying about the same shit that they always do. And it's like, to you, it's like, how many times are you going to say it? You literally just have to listen. Yeah. At that point, they just want someone to express. To literally listen. They don't want advice. They just want someone to listen. And they know that. And they know that, like, they're dumb. (laughs) 
they know that there, it's like, damn, I keep crying about the same thing and calling my friend about the same thing. You don't got to tell them. Like, you don't have to be an asshole and be like, I told you so. Yeah, just be their, their shoulder okay. to cry on and be the person that, you know, still, you know, is involved. Um, and I guess just be cordial in the in the event that, you know, you are in the same, sharing the same space with mm-hmm. the partner that you don't like. Yeah. That's all. As long as they don't come out of pocket and disrespect you, um, there's no need to really give them the the energy you know of like i don't fucking like you yeah. most times the partners know their people know when their partner's friends don't fucking like them mm-hmm. and they actually thrive off that shit because now they're like i can i can like you know mm-hmm. i can pull her away from them mm-hmm. because i essentially have the power yeah um so don't give them that power that's really it mm-hmm all right, y'all, that is all. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to like, share, comment, and subscribe. Deuce, deuce, mother goose. Bye. Mm-hmm.